welcome to Water Matters, a podcast from Euro, where we answer your big water questions. Where does it come from? Where does it go to? And what happens to it in between? I'm your host, Caroline, and today I'm speaking with Veronica Manfredi, Director for Quality of Life, which includes water, in the European Commission here in Brussels. Veronica has been working on EU environmental policy for over two years. So, Veronica, you're very welcome to Water Matters. Thank you for joining us today. Hello, Caroline, and thanks so much for having me. It's a big pleasure. And for us too. So, Veronica, over the chats that I've been having with my colleagues for this podcast, the subject of European standards for water and wastewater has come up an awful lot. But why does the EU care so much and legislate on our water? Shouldn't this be left to the individual member states? Well, Caroline, uh, the EU cares very much because water matters. Water is a common good and a common heritage as the Water Framework Directive defines it. Water is there for everyone, but in limited availability. So we must all together protect and manage it with care. I don't know whether you or the audience are aware, but fresh waters represent only 2,5% of the water on Earth. Yet... 10% of the world's known species live in freshwater ecosystems. And the old mankind extracts the largest parts of water for drinking, for agriculture, and even for industrial purposes from these fresh waters. So since the EU can legislate, and in my view should legislate in areas of common interest, such as environment, consumers, public health, of course, it also legislates on water to keep both people and the environment safe and healthy. On top, again, I don't know whether you know, but 60% of European river basins are transnational. They go across different countries. And since water indeed knows no borders, it's important that we have common standards to keep it clean and in sufficient quantities for everyone. We should never take our water for granted, Caroline. I completely agree with you, Veronica. Absolutely. And so who decides what happens to our water? Well, everyone does, uh, including you, uh, Caroline, and your <laughs> listeners. And you know why? Because the European Commission only proposes uh, legislation, but then all our legislative proposals are actually based on inputs from citizens, from governments, from NGOs, and of course, from our own research and uh, assistance by academia experts. All these proposals, once tabled officially by the European Commission, are then amended and voted upon in the European Parliament, whose members are periodically elected by all our citizens, and in the Council, where each member state's government has a seat. If agreement is reached between these two institutions, then our proposal ultimately become EU law. Indeed, it does. And so what has the EU done specifically for water and for the water environment? Well, the EU has done really a lot to protect water for us all. First of all, I was already referring to it. We have this Water Framework Directive adopted back in 2000, which seeks to make our rivers and lakes cleaner across Europe. It is a slow process, but what I can tell you is that Compared to 2000, by now, we have created a common intra-EU system to govern our waters and we have slowed down their deterioration. Yet, it's re with regret that we see that still 
half of our water bodies are not in good status and 2027 is the ultimate legal deadline for all our member states to achieve this good status goal on top since 1998 we have the drinking water directive which has laid down standards to secure that the water we get from the tap is safe and healthy with european parliament and the council we finalized last year in 2019 its modernization to secure that water resources are even better protected against emerging contaminants, that our consumers are better informed, and that enhanced access to water from the tap is secured also for the most vulnerable groups. This is a really vital directive, the Drinking Water One. But I would also definitely mention the Urban Wastewater Treatment Directive, which since 1991 obliges our member states to pr appropriately treat wastewaters so that when they re-enter our seas, our rivers, our lakes, they do not harm neither the people nor the planet. In those days, we are consulting with the general public on a possible modernization of this relatively old but super important directive. And we would be delighted if your audience would also get engaged and give us comments too. Oh, I hope so as well. And finally, I would say, well, we also have a very important directive which dates back 1976. This is the wow. Passing Water Directive. Uh, it's the one that allows you and me every summer to swim in safe bathing waters. Really crucial because we've regulated uh, important healthy parameters so that all mm -hmm. our citizens can really safely enjoy water-based activities. But there is so much more. We also legislate on circular economy aspects and components so that products do as little environmental damage as possible. And we've adopted last year a brand new regulation on water reuse, which will apply as from 2023 and which gives us the opportunity to reuse up to 6 billion cubic meters of water per year, which is six times the current amount of water we reuse for agricultural purposes, thereby reducing the pressure from obstructing water from our groundwaters and our rivers. That's a huge amount of water. <laughs> like that's stunningly huge. It's really big and it shows how much untapped potential we have out of indeed reusing water rather than every time getting, so to say, a fresh one from our limited reserves on the planet. So mm -hmm. we really hope that this new regulation will be duly uptaken across all member states. It's an important way to fight against climate change, notably droughts and water scarcity all around. Wonderful. And so what's the what's the future for the EU and water? What are the big dossiers that are on the table at the moment? Well, I think that Europe can and therefore should be a global leader in bringing a greener future for everyone. With the Green Deal, which is the flagship of this von der Leyen Commission and also our holistic strategy to tackle both environmental and climate change challenges, we all want to make our economic recovery across European member states from the fallout of the COVID-19 pandemic sustainable. Mm -hmm. We all think that this is now a great opportunity to counter climate change and bring about a cleaner, more circular, biodiversity-rich and zero-pollution economy and society. 
uh, in the Green Deal, there are a lot of actions where water will be completely cross-cutting. And let me give you a couple of examples. Mm-hmm. The Circular Economy Action Plan uh, that we have adopted in March 2020 wants to, amongst others, stimulate water efficiency and water reuse. Mm-hmm. Better use of water in buildings and in key sectors, promoting eco-efficient processes and cleaner products by uh, aiming towards reducing pollution at source. The Farm to Fork strategy has established a set of actions in agriculture and uh, is calling for stronger requirements on water for our farmers to reduce pollution from excess nutrients and pesticides. Biodiversity strategy has set a goal of restoring no less than 25,000 kilometers of rivers in Europe, which are now affected by uh, obsolete canalizations and dams. And we also are engaged in uh, stimulating member states to have more frequent resource to what we call nature-based solutions to fight against floods, but also water scarcity. Brilliant. And a lot of these sand agricultural or farmer sec- farming sector based. Are you looking at other sectors of the community? Of course, of course we are. Uh, I was going to come to the zero pollution action plan, oh. for example, on which we are working right now and which the college would like to adopt uh, in the first half of 2021. Aim to come up with a number of ambitious measures to fight uh, also water pollution, but from where? From urban runoffs. So basically here you have the entire world of pollution, which is generated in our cities. Of course, from industrial production, I think in particular of our chemical industry, which is a continues to be a source of concern um, as well. Microplastics, whose source, as you may know, is also uh, coming from the clothing industry, just to mention one, the textile industry, uh, next to abrasion from tires, etc. So the sources of pollution are really multiple ones. These very days, uh, we are also discussing the um, strategy for sustainable chemicals for Europe. Um, which will include a number of measures also to protect water from the most hazardous chemical substances. And uh, generally, as you will have certainly read from the press uh, in these very days, President von der Leyen has announced an ambitious goal of uh, going up to a 55% reduction of greenhouse gases by 2030. For these, uh, to achieve this goal, not only we will work on reducing, uh, cutting, so to say, greenhouse gas emissions at source, but in parallel, we will also work on making Europe better fit to face climate change impacts through a EU climate adaptation strategy with important measures to protect our water from droughts and floods, as I was saying previously. So all these requires public and private investments. And this is why in January we have come up with the Sustainable European Investment Plans. In May, we have issued the next generation EU, uh, a recovery instrument of 750 billion euros, which provides a number of opportunities to invest, reform and innovate in green and in digital. And also, I would stress for your listeners that no later than last week, the Commission has adopted the latest and biggest call of Horizon 2020, our framework program for research. We have 
put aside 1 billion euro to finance research and innovation projects to support the Green Deal, respond to climate crisis and protect European ecosystems and biodiversity. This includes a lot of opportunity for water innovation and research. So, Caroline, if you allow me, I do believe that the future brings a lot of new and uh, really fascinating challenges on the one hand. Count on us to secure that our tools and laws are updated at best, but we also need the people like your listeners uh, fully on board to help us out and meet uh, the the challenges we are facing. I, that's brilliant, and I like the multifaceted approach. That you know, this isn't just one way of of looking at the problem. Or we're looking at this from many different angles, from the agricultural, from pharmaceutical, textile, environmental, like there's an awful lot of solutions to the conundrum that's facing us. And also the 750 billion euros that is going to go into investment and uh, reform and green innovation is brilliant. We, we fully support this. We need an awful lot more innovation and research into, into water matters, really. So um, the future brings an awful lot of new challenges, but it brings an awful lot of solutions too. And so, Veronica, in order to realise this vision, what role do you see for European water services? Look, I think that water services are really essential ones, and we have all seen these precisely during the COVID-19 crisis. Water operators have to continuously protect public health through the supply of high-quality drinking water. They have to protect the environment through the constant treatment of urban wastewater. Water services are really at the forefront when dealing with the impacts of climate change constantly looking therefore into research and innovation angles. They can be actors playing a big, big role in tackling not only climate change, but also helping to boost biodiversity and for sure constantly in the first line to fight pollution. So if you ask me, I really see water services as the hubs of that green and digital transition, which we all see as the necessary way forward to build back better, especially after the pandemics we are all still going through. Brilliant. Uh, We agree with this. And thank you very much for your support. Thank you, Veronica. Thank you for all of that. It has been a big pleasure, Caroline, and I count on your listeners to continue supporting us (laughs) with the maximum of their energies. (laughs) Us too. And thank you for listening. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter at Euro and ask us your water questions there. That's at E-U-R-E-A-U or visit our website at Euro.org. And next time we will be looking at the future of water and the challenges that we are facing. So until then, goodbye.